Welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and I am glad and I'm blessed to be here. Thank you for those that are coming back and listening. I appreciate you and God bless you. God love you. Thank you for those that are, that are, there's your first time listening and I pray that there's something said, something that you hear, something that happens tonight or while you're listening, whether it's in your car or whether you are hitting the playback or whether you are just listen to this for another another time. I hope that it blesses you. I hope that you get something from this. We're going to get started. Uh, for those of you who do not know, this is your first time listening to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown. Um, the Barnabas Speaks podcast is a podcast about encouragement, a podcast for empowerment, a podcast about faith. I am a faith man. I, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I do never, I never want to uh, miss that I believe in Jesus Christ. I am a Christian. That means I am of Christ, trying to live like I am a man of Christ. Just like you say that you're American, or maybe you say you're Egyptian, or maybe you say that you're uh, 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 South American, or maybe that you say that you're Canadian. And all of that means that you are, are of this place. And so what that means is that for me, it say that I'm a Christian. With when we say that we are Christian, that means that we are of Christ, and that everything that we do is whether we like it or not, as representative of Christ. Uh, people, when we go somewhere in this country, uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, let me have some hot skin. I'll a little warm. Uh, as, we, uh, as we go across the country, I had the opportunity as a member of the Air Force to travel across this uh, world. I've been to... Um, uh, Germany and I'm, people know that I'm American and so I now become an ambassador I now become uh, a, a representative of America and so whether I like it or not whether it's fair or not people see me and they see America as a Christian when people see us they see Christ whether we think it's fair whether it's not and so we now become the representative we now become the ambassadors of Christ uh, and that kind of it goes into what we're talking about as we talk, we have been talking about now what uh, you have been saved. And so now what you, you, you accept the Christ. Now what that you've, you've gone to the altar, you've, you've, you've gone to the altar of your heart. You've gone to the altar in your house. You've gone to the altar at the church and you have said, yes, I believe. Now what, what do we do? We're dealing with some of the realities of it. Uh, because the reality of it is, is when you say now what, everything doesn't change. Um, this this topic is birthed out of a out of <laughs> a blessing that God has allowed me to be a part of, and it was the book that I that God uh, assigned me to write. Um, it's called Becoming Helping the Christian Disciple Gain Practical Perspective of Their Relationship with Christ. The Becoming Helping the Christian Disciple Gain the Practical Relationship of Their Relationship with Christ. And that's where it was birthed at uh, this this topic, uh, because the, the whole point of the book, the whole point of of me sitting down and writing what God had placed on my heart was. What is the process of becoming saved, not just becoming saved, but what is the process of being in relationship with Christ? What does that look like uh, in that book? I had the opportunity to to use uh, just a parallel that Paul uses is saying that. Uh, being. Huh. Excuse me. It doesn't happen to. I start talking on this podcast, or I start yawning. But uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a, a parallel that uh, that, uh, par- that Paul uses rather, and he begins to speak on how 
the relationship between Christ and the church is parallel to a husband and wife. It's parallel to marriage. And uh, where he goes on to say that they that, that a man should leave his family and cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So that's what the becoming is about. And so the, the reality of it is this, this walk with Christ, this walk with Christ is about becoming. We're becoming like Christ. We're becoming more like Christ. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and we're going to talk about what now? How do I shift? From what, what I what I desire to do to what I'm actually doing. And it's one of my favorite scriptures. It's funny uh, because uh, one of my close, close friends, my brothers, uh, he texted me about the scripture earlier. And if anyone knows me, they know that I am a fan of Romans. I love the book of Romans. Um some may say that it would be the equivalent of Paul's gospel. Uh, uh, what I mean by Paul's gospel, not Paul, like the, the Paul's, Matt, you have yeah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and that's written by the respective writers. And so, uh, and so they say this is the gospel that Paul has, has handwritten, written. And so uh, uh, let us go. I'm going for Romans 7, and we're going to go around the uh, 15th verse. Uh, this is, it's, it's a good uh, read, but I want to I want to start off uh, in the 15th verse, and it says, "I do not understand." I'm reading from the NIV. I do not understand what I do, for what I do, for what I want rather to do, I do not do. But what I hate, that I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good, as it is no longer I myself who do it. But it is sin living in me now that living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do this. I keep on doing now. If I do not, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from the body of death? From this body of death, rather. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature, I am a slave to the law of sin. And this is one of my favorite scriptures because I think it speaks of the dichotomy of what it means to be saved, but still in this world. What it means to, to say, I love you, Jesus, but I still have some of these desires, some things to work out. I, I, I love you, Jesus. I, I want to do right. Now, this is this is this is not for the person that is, you know what? I'm just going to sin. I love it. This is not for that person. This is this is not for the person that is is satisfied and settled. And the lifestyle that they're living that when it goes against Christ, this is not for them. This is for the person that now has said, I love Christ, that now has said, Christ, I want you to be in my life. I want to walk in relationship with you. This is for that person. 
and that person alone. Because you've now said, if you will, I do, if we're going to continue with the parallel of, of marriage, you've now said, I do. And as T.D. Jake said, you said, I do, but you didn't know what you did. You said, I love you, Christ. I want to walk with you. But you, you didn't really know what that meant. You don't really, we don't really understand it sometimes. There's some things that Paul continues in, uh, he's in, in, in 1 Corinthians. He said, there's, there's some things that we, for right now, we know in part. And we see in part. But then we will, right now, it's like we live through a glass darkly. We look through a mirror. We look through a glass darkly. But then we'll be fully known when we are with him. This, you, you, you said that I, love, I want to walk with Christ. You said that I want to be a Christian. You said that you believe, but you don't know what that belief looks like. Because you've never had to truly resist this thing called this sinful nature, this flesh, this, this, this sin man that we have put on, this, this flesh man that we have put on. We, we do, we, we, for so long we have curved to the desires and we, we, have, we, have, we, we, have, we have curved to the, the, the will of this flesh. Perfect example is that, like, let's go with fasting. And so the, the, the point of fasting is also is to get close to God, to, 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 to be closer to God. But some of it is to, to discipline your flesh, because if you can discipline your flesh, you can discipline the, the physical nature, not the, not the sinful nature, but the physical flesh. You can then learn how to discipline your spirit. If you can, if, if, you, if you can discipline yourself and say, every time that my stomach growls, I don't have to eat. If, if, if you can discipline in this fasting, this, this period of fasting, or if every time I, I want a piece of cake, I don't have to get the piece of cake. If I can discipline this, this, this mind, this, this body, then I can begin to discipline this, this, this mind. If, if I, because all those things are, are, are unctions from the mind. But the reality of it is that we have, we, we curve to those desires. So when you want a piece of cake, you go get a piece of cake. When you, when you want a steak, you go get a steak. When you, when you want to have a drink, you go get a drink. And now we're saying we have to stop that. And there's an expectation, there's this, this, this idea that one day you go through the altar and you say that you're saved and you can now cut these desires off. And if it was that easy, everyone would do it. The reality of it, it is a process of becoming. And the first thing you have to one, one recognize is that this is a desire that you have. This is a desire that you have. Whatever it may be, we can fill in the blanks. You can say, yes, I have a desire to get high. I have a desire to, 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 to lie. I have a desire to be unfaithful. I have a desire. I have this desire because I've always curved to the will of my flesh. I've always adhered to, the, to the, the pulling and the calling of my flesh. And now, now what I, what I want to do, I, I don't do because I don't know how to do it. Because I don't know how to say no to this flesh. I, I want to get up and pray. But I, I don't know how to. I, I know how to say the words, but I don't know how to wake myself up to do it. I, I want to forgive this person. 
I do, I do, I do. I want to forgive this person. I want to, them, I want to forgive them and truly mean it to be free from the bondage of, 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 of the grudge, to be free from the bondage of resentment, to be free from it. I want to forgive this person. I want, I want them to, I want to truly mean that I forgive them and not hold anything against them. I, I want to do it, but my whole life, my life experience, my, this nature that I have on has taught me to hold the grudge. It's taught me to be petty. It's taught me to be spiteful. See, when we go on these things, we, we, we struggle with this and we think that Paul may be talking about something as far as sex and this, this and that. But some of the things that we struggle with are not just that. It's, it's, the, it's the, the things of the mind. And some of us struggle with forgiveness. Some of us right now have not forgiven our parents for how they raised us. And they, we have not forgiven our parents for how abusive they were. We have not forgiven our parents for how much they neglected us. We have not forgiven them. And we want to, but life has taught us to hold the grudge. Because for some, for some of us, the reason why is that that grudge is our coping mechanism. We don't know how to survive without the grudge. And what Jesus is saying, when you accept him into your life, take me instead. Let me be your coping mechanism. Learn to survive with me rather than trying to survive with the coping mechanism of not unforgiveness. Because it's in you alive. I, the, the, the Bible says, he says, he said that this is Christ now talking that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have more abundantly. The grudge, the resentment that, that, that you're holding on to because you cannot forgive is in you alive. It's a weight that you can't have. But if you were to take on Christ... When you take on Christ, instead of eating you alive, it gives you life. The grudge is slowly killing you, but Christ says, take me on and I'll give you life. But, 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 Chloe, that sounds good, but this is all I know. I only know how to hate my father. I only know how to be spiteful to my mother. I only know how to talk down to the man that one day I laid down with and we had a baby and he walked away. I only know how to speak negatively about him. I don't know how to function without this weight. In fact, the, 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 the weight, the limp, the, 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 the thing that this is, is, whatever this is causing me, it has become such a part of my life. That the compensation that I had to do to be able to carry and, and to, to, to hold it has become natural to me. It's no longer abnormal. This grudge is a part of me now. And what Jesus is saying is bring that to me. See, you're holding on to you. And at the point of that, you don't even realize that, that you have become spiteful. I did not know this was going to be about unforgiveness. But these are the things that, these are, these are some of the weights that we're carrying. And we, we wish that we could forgive. We want to be able to forgive, but we're not sure that we know how to live through the peace of forgiveness. We don't, we don't know we can accept the peace of forgiveness. 
because we have never lived with it or we've never had to function in that thing. So the thing that you would do, you won't do, you can't do, but the thing that you don't want to do, you don't want to live apart from Christ. You don't want anything separating you from Christ. But here's just unforgiveness. See, we read the scripture. We're talking about all these different things. We're t- we think that we're talking about these big sins, and about, about, about uh, big sins. I should put quotations on that. But we, we think that we're talking about, 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 about fornication. We think we're talking about, about uh, uh, murder and stealing and all, whatever it is. But some of it is your, your, the, 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 the sin is your mental state. For some of us, it is our unhealthy conversations. You can't see me on the podcast without sitting my teeth. Because we don't want to talk about those things. Some of us have again been so used to, have become such a product of gossiping, have become such a product of, of unhealthy conversations, of talking about people, of tearing people down, of 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 of, of, of getting together and tearing people down so it can help us. So it makes us feel like we raise up. And we don't know how not to do that. We do not know how to have a positive outlook about people. And our way of making ourselves feel good is to talk about other people. And I'm not talking about talking about people that sin, this, this, and that, whatever. I'm talking about you just talk about other people. You talk about their business. You talk about their family. You talk about the, 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 what they do at work. You talk about this, this, and that. Oh, I wouldn't do that with them kids. And I can, can you imagine them having all those kids? And uh, can you imagine how they, you see how they spend their money? You see how they got the car instead of the house? We talk, we talk about everything and everyone. And it's like, we, that's all we know because some of our friendships have been built off this. Let me put this back. Some of our quote unquote relationships, some of our quote unquote friendships have been built on our ability to gossip with each other, have been built on our ability to tear down each other. We don't you don't even know how to make a friend without negativity. You don't know how to make a friend without dirty jokes. Everything is tearing this person down or tearing this person down. And now that we have social media and we have group media and we have these group texts, if thank you, Holy Spirit, if God could could truly see, if you could realize, not not if God, if you could realize that God is seeing all of this, and we would go back to the that old saying when we used to read with the wristbands where it said, What would Jesus do? So instead of saying WWJD. I would like to say, Jay, what does Jesus see? What does he see in you? And in the prophecy of, of, of your close relationships and you're tearing and talking about people. What does Jesus see? Does he see himself? We have spent so much, the same amount of time that we've spent growing these habits we're going to have to spend dedicated to loosening ourselves from these habits. And it's only going to come, it's only going to come when we become intentional about who we are, saying that we need Jesus Christ. And Jesus, I need you to remove this because if you don't remove, I enjoy the gossip. I enjoy 
This is what we must say. I enjoy gossiping more than I enjoy talking about you. See, we have these friends and, and, we, and we compartmentalize each one of these friends. This is the friend that I go to to talk about Jesus. And this is the friend that I go talk to about my relationship with, with my, my, my boyfriend and my girlfriend. This is the person I talk about by my, my, my job. And this person and this person is all encompassing. But we spend most of the time talking about other people. And we compartmentalize these relationships. And we spend more time with the other people. Only time we go talk to the person about Jesus when we when we are going through something. But the reality of it is, you now must turn yourself and change those relationships to either one incorporating Jesus in each one of those relationships. So when you begin to talk about Jesus more, I know what you're afraid of. You're afraid of the friend that you gossip with, the person, the one that you get talked the mess with, and you and you keep all the drama up with. You're afraid of that friend saying you're changing, that you're a holy roller. But the reality of it is, you must. Give Jesus full, full access to your whole life. What now is giving Jesus the full access to your entire life, even that part of you that you're hiding? Even that addiction that you're hiding? Even with, even with the way that you talk to your family and friends, give him access to that. Even with the way that you talk to yourself. Yes, Holy Spirit. The reality of it is, is that some of some of the greatest challenges is coming in with our self-talk and how we talk to ourselves. What you say to yourself, what do we say to ourselves when we when we're in the midst of our mind, how we tear ourselves down? And the reality of it is we would talk to ourselves positively. We would begin to think on things of Jesus. We would begin to focus our mind on things of Christ. But the challenge now becomes that we've talked negatively to ourselves so much and it's become second nature and has become our coping mechanism that we don't know how to stop it. And the real thing is it's because you spent so much time with it You've become used to it. Because you have spent so much time with it, it's become a habit. It has become a part of you. So if spending time with these things, with, with, this, with this habit, with this cope mechanism, with this knee-jerk reaction... Would you, would you call just you being you? If spending time with it has reinforced it, then the only combat is to spend more time with Jesus. It's to spend more time reading. It's to spend more time praying. It's to spend more time studying. It's to spend more time in worship and praise. What now is that you have to begin to feel in those things that are not of Christ with things that are of Christ. And I know you're afraid. Let's just be real. The afraid of it is that we're afraid that someone's going to be like, man, you used to be front. You, you used to be the life of the party. And it doesn't mean that you can't be the life of the party anymore, but you may not be the life of those parties anymore. 
You don't have to lose your personality, but you do have to lose and replace with Christ those things that make you look less like Christ. We're here to become Christ. We are here to become, we are Christians. We are of Christ. And we want people to see Christ when they see us. <laughs> I did not expect this is, this is a movie. And so the movie is, uh, man, what is the movie called? Uh, it's with Denzel Washington. I cannot think of it right now. Uh, Ah, why is this happening? It's a movie with Denzel Washington. I, I got to figure it out now. It's a movie with Denzel Washington. And uh, it's it's the one where he is, uh, he's basically a hitman. He's not, it's not Man on Fire. Uh, I'll tell you just a second. It's, it's bugging me. The Equalizer. That's what it is. The Equalizer. It's the movie The Equalizer. And it's the very first one, not the second one. And it's Denzel Washington. And he's now face to face with the antagonist of the movie. And uh, the antagonist asks him, What do you see when you see me? And he goes through this story, this and that. And then Denzel now asks him, you ask me what do I see when I see you? What do you see when you see me? And you can see the fear in the antagonist's faces. His whole demeanor changes. When's the last time you asked yourself? What do people see when they see you? Dear Christian, what do people see when they see you? They're pastor, what do they see when they see you? They're usher, what do they see when they see you? They're a business person in, 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 in the marketplace, what do they see when they see you? Do they see Christ? Do, do they see Christ? Are you spending enough time with Christ? Because if you're going to change the things Change from doing the thing that you wish that you wouldn't do to doing the thing that you want to do. That are of Christ. You must now, you must now dedicate time with Christ. And, and I know you're saying, but I have all these other things. But think about the things that you had time for. Think about the things that you had time for before you said I do. Before you said, I believe. Before you said, I will follow Jesus Christ. Before you said, God, you're welcome into this place. You had time for everything. You had time for pornography. You had time for weed. You had time for drinking. You had time for clubbing. You had time for gossip. You had time for cussing. You had time for all these different things. And what your flesh is telling you now is to avoid the flesh decreasing. Your flesh is telling you that you don't have time. To, 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 to avoid truly dealing with the fact 
that you have unhealthy conversations, you, you, your flesh tells you that you don't want to be a holy roller. You don't want to come off as, as a Bible thumper. And so your, your, your flesh, the flesh and spirit are enmity, enmity against each other. They hate each other. So whatever the flesh can say, can do to avoid you, to grow, you growing spiritually is going to do it. You have to stop listening to your, to, to, to what this flesh has told you. The flesh is going to say like stuff like you're already in the bed. You might as well go ahead and do it. Yeah. You already bought the dime. You might as well roll it up and smoke it. You, you've been gossiping with this person. You can be a gossip and a Christian at the same time. It's not going to hurt your witness. group chat and talk about this person that person all you want minutes you can still you can still do both but the problem with trying to do both is that you can't no a man cannot serve two masters you either love one and hate the other the fact is is that while you're trying to do both you're going to give one more time than the other and the one you give more time to is what you serve What do we? I hate who I am. And if you hate what you're doing, if as soon as, be real, as soon as the orgasm's over, you feel guilty. You need to spend more time with Christ. It doesn't mean that you're not going to slip up. It doesn't mean that you're never going to stumble. But the more time you spend with Christ, the more you'll be able to see the stumbling blocks ahead of time. It doesn't mean that you're not going to cuss sometimes. But it means that the more time you start speaking in the language of Christ, as the more you start spend time with this word and let this be the meditation of your heart. Let this be what you meditate on. You won't go in the toolbox of cuss words. In fact, when you go to the toolbox, you'll see the cuss word and you see the life. The word of God is life. You'll see the life and you'll choose the life instead of the cuss. You choose, when you go to that two box because you've been spending time with Christ, you'll choose forgiveness rather than the grudge because the grudge is death, but forgiveness is life. Death is sin, and you feed death by sinning, and you feed sin by continuously choosing death. Choose life. See, the more you choose to grudge, 
The more you choose resentment, the more life you give it and the more death is on you. It's too heavy, beloved. What Christ is saying is that I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But you're going to have to let go of some of these things and give me full access to your life. I mean full access. It's a, he needs a full access backstage pass. It means he gets to go in every room. On every step, in every corner. He gets to go to the dinner with you. He gets to go to backstage with you. He gets to go backstage. And when you give him full access, he'll begin to touch and replace all those things that you have learned to do from experience. I really believe this is going to have to be a part two because, because we've learned how to do this from experience. Our experience is the reason why we are doing the things that we don't want to do because it's what we know. But we didn't start off that way. Those habits came from experience and spending time. Wherever we spent time with and who, wherever we spent time at and whoever we spent time with is built over time, over practice. And the only way that you're going to be able to combat that with Jesus Christ is to be practicing Christ. You're going to have to practice Christ. If we're going to be true ambassadors, if we're going to truly be the ambassador of Christ, so when we ask, what do you see when you see me? They can say, I see the Christ living in you. Who do men say that I am? This is now Jesus. Talk to his disciples. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you say you're this. And then now Jesus says, but who do you say that I am? You are Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. What will people see or what will people say when you ask them, who do you say that I am? Will they say that you are blank, son of the living God, blank, daughter of the living God? What do they see when they see you? Do they see Christ? This is, is, is going to be a process. So it means that you may need to, to, to get you. Let me, let me give you practical and then we'll get out of here. Practically, you may need to go on your phone and find you a Bible plan based on what you think. That go right now. If you're listening right now, pause the pod. If you listen to your podcast on your phone, you don't really have to pause it because it'll keep on playing even though you're out. And so if you're watching this on YouTube, pause it, come back to it, whatever you got to do. And what I want you to do is go download the Bible app. And whatever it is, if it's depression, if it's gossip, if it's singleness, if it's marriage, if it's sex, if it's drinking, if it's drugs, I want you to search Bible plans based off of that and begin to read that and then check it off and, let, and set, you, set you an alarm every day at, at let's say, three alarms at, let's say, 6 a.m., 12.45, 
8 p.m. is going to be a long to pray. Literally, make time to pray. No, it seems silly. It seems silly. Do it. Let's make it practical. Write on your wall, get you some stickies, put them in the mirror and say, I will not gossip today. I will speak life in the name of Jesus Christ today. Whatever you got to do so that way you see it. If, 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 if Facebook and Instagram is, is it's, it's, it's what you what, what, what causes you to speak negatively, I will spend less on your phone, make it your screensaver. So every time you click on your phone, I will spend less time on social media today. Let's make it practical. If we're going to do the things that we would want to do, the things that, that are of Jesus Christ, we have to be practical, we have to be consistent, and we have to be intentional with it. So I don't care. Go. I'm telling you, go right now. Go download. Go to the, apps, the Apple Store. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Bible app right now. And I want you to, to actually create an account, create an account. So that way, man, I've finished this Bible plan again. And you and then you may find some some of your friends have the Bible plan. And y'all can do plans together and, and you can make you can make notes and comments and you can go grow. If we're going to grow from what we used to be to becoming who we are in Jesus Christ, if we want people to see Jesus Christ, that means we have to go after more Jesus Christ. Let's be intentional about it. Let's be intentional about it. Let us do what we want to do rather than what we've been trying to stop doing. And the reason why we're so good at doing what we don't want to do and being outside the will of God is because we've had so much practice. And so if we're going to defeat this thing, we have to be intentional about growing our relationship with Christ. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that it's been a blessing. I know that this podcast started differently. And I'm going to touch on different topics. I'm going to. But right now, this is where God has me because this is where I was born. I want to encourage you that you can live a better life in Jesus Christ. You can be a better ambassador for Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that you always hit the mark. I miss the mark sometimes. I do. Your pastor, I'm sure, I'm telling you, your pastor makes the mark sometimes. They do. Sometimes their temper gets the best of them too. Sometimes they cuss too. Sometimes they stress, they find themselves stressed too. Sometimes they, 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 they overspend their money too. Sometimes they gossip, they find themselves gossiping too. They, they do it. Sometimes they struggle with forgiveness too. And it's, it's okay. As long as you make up in your mind that I got to get back on track and I have to make sure that I'm following Jesus Christ and chasing Jesus Christ. I want people to see him when they see me. What do people see when they see you? Do they see Jesus Christ or do they see who you used to be? I pray that this has been a blessing. God bless you. God love you. And until next time, remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless.
don't think no one's praying for me, and I don't need no one to say it for me. Cause my name is Anthony, and I'm an alcoholic. The first step in trying to clean this mess up is fess up that you got a problem. Well, cool, I said it out loud. But what I'm supposed to do now? Hiring this bad reputation. Don't nobody want me around. I'm, I'm walking with my head down. I'm, I'm not feeling really proud. I can't change things I said and did. Disowned by friends and relatives. Hey, but it is what it is. God is my pops. I'm a son of his. I can do what I want. Don't care what it is. Currently living in the wonder years. Yeah, I thought about it. Made a plot about it. Hit the gas. Circled the block about it. God grace. I can't walk without it. Can't see without it. Can't talk without it. Nah. My life was a train wreck. Like, man, throw the whole life away. Always been an uphill fight for me. But the price of me got me righteously. Living life today like a change man. No longer the same. I'm a change man. Switch the playbook and the game. Might break out with a praise dance like ay. Every day I'm gonna praise him ay. My God is so amazing ay. I done made it through the matrix ay. Then brought it all back to the basics I ain't here to get famous I'm trying to renovate the kingdom This lame mentality is over with I understand I got my freedom I break it down so I can talk to him No pulpit to get across to him I was struggling, I was lost through it all Never lost faith in God, nah Nah, he saved a ratchet like me I gave God all the praise though Cause I know where I could be Look, I know where I came from An addict, nothing to be ashamed of Look, I'm not a victim, I'm a victor What you think I went through this for? I was broke down, I was piss poor Passed out, drunk,